When you think about business competition, where are you focused? Your town, your state, across the country? You need to be concerned with competitors around the world. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, you'll hear about the mega trends in global business and how they affect your organization, as well as explore issues, solutions, and some amazing facts about business worldwide. Now, here is your host, Mahesh Joshi. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We have a very interesting topic today. Uh, it is about working remotely. We are all facing a very different, very, very different situation where we're all working remotely for one reason or another. The title for today's show is Get the Future of Work You Deserve. You really deserve uh, many good things in life, including the work environment. Uh, you have to look back what has been happening since the pandemic set in. Uh, is it like you're always on the Zoom, Skype, you roll out of your bed into these two or maybe Teams? Is it giving you an excitement or is it giving you a little bit of down feeling after working for so long? I have with me Gaurav Rastogi in discussion on how to keep you and your creativity, efficiency and productivity alive and going and kicking when you're working remotely. Actually, remote working by itself is not a bad thing. It was supposed to be a good thing. It has proven to improve productivity and provide employee satisfaction. But the current uh, working remotely is very different. It is driven by pandemic. We are going through several crises, the health crisis, the financial crisis, supply side, demand side, whatever you can think, when everybody is grappling with the fluid situation, things are moving up and down. Now, what happens in such situation? Because it is driven by health crisis to have you work remotely, so to keep you safe, and keep uh, your fellow employees and family safe. Uh, there is a real danger of uh, physical separation between work and rest of the life. But you just keep working and uh, not able to separate from the rest of life, which can cause burnout, which normally is a very huge cost for organizations as well as employees. So today, we have uh, got to share with us uh, that uh, uh, how how do you uh, manage the current situation? You know, how do you keep yourself productive? How do you keep yourself in the positive side of energy and do everything right to enjoy working remotely? Now, our guest today, Gaurav Rasogi, is the founder of Future of Work startup, DoLoopDigital.com, which he started after a long career in driving sales transformation at an 8 billion software services company. He's the author of two business books, and it's uh, well, and working on a newsletter focused on personal reinvention. He believes that the future is about continuous reinvention, that the future of work will have distributed workforces shared with other companies. As employees, we will mix work and learning in quick cycles. Computers were once people too, he says, and believes that much of what we currently dislike about work, its repetitiveness and lack of satisfaction will be done by computers and artificial intelligence. There is another side to Gaurav that makes him interesting. He is also Akras Gorak, his spiritual name, and he's the founder of a non-profit Living Deeply Foundation that promotes healthy living through meditation and yoga. Videos of his talks can be found online at https livingdeeplyyoga 
Welcome, Gaurav. Hello, Mahesh. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thank you. And thanks for uh, being on the show to discuss uh, uh, something very interesting, <laughs> the impact of uh, working from home. A lot of things have happened uh, around our lives in uh, last few weeks. When I say few weeks, maybe more than 12 weeks. But definitely the corona thing, the pandemic has uh, driven work uh, to our houses. So uh, now every business is creating new work policy. And uh, the future of work that uh, was looking very different. Actually, it was looking very different before the pandemic happened than what we see now. And I think most of the businesses are revisiting their plans uh, and the, those plans, which are also changing very too often, when to go back to office, how to go back to office, what to do, who will work from home, who will not. Uh, so a lot of debate on it. A uh, lot of things happening around it, positive, negative, which we'll discuss in, in today's program. Some companies are talking that uh, you will not come for some period of time to office. We want to keep our employees safe. Some are of the opinion that uh, some of their employees uh, may not come at all, you know, and the jobs may er, or could be uh, conducted from home. So uh, just to name a few, uh, share with our listeners, that's a lot of companies in, in print which I saw uh, were saying that employees won't get back to the office until at least 2021. Top of the list are major companies, Google, Universal Music Group, Warner Music Group, Sony Music, Amazon, Viacom, Scotia Bank, RBS, Group 9 Media. You know, there are a lot of, there may be some other companies which I've not read about. And at the same time, uh, some of the companies are telling their employees <laughs> that they don't ever have to come back to office uh, because the function or they can uh, uh, continue from home or wherever they are. In the very uh, prominent names, Facebook, Twitter, Square, Slack, Shopify, Zillow. So what's happening? You know, is it that easy to work from home? Uh, the, the normal environment when we had a connectivity with the people. Now, it is not only work now. It is when a human being works in an environment, it is an environment which feeds into his performance as well as into his mental health and other pieces. And today's program, uh, Gaurav, I'd like to uh, get your uh, expert opinion and advice uh, to our listeners that uh, what is good about it, working from over is not so good about it, and what can one do to enjoy it and still be uh, efficient and excel in the performance and don't worry too much. Right. It's been a crazy few months uh, since COVID-19 uh, and the lockdowns began. Uh, we discussed this earlier. The future of work was going to be this utopia where uh, you could work from anywhere. You could be part of globally distributed teams. You would be valued for your contribution, wouldn't have to to spend time commuting, you could learn anywhere, you could learn all the time. So many good things were promised and so many good things have been delivered. But boy, uh, if there's ever a story to be told about be careful what you wish for, this will be up there as something that we always wanted. And now that we have it, what do we have? Of course, we have work from home, but we also have stress. 
We also have uh, uh, seemingly spikes of productivity, but then people are burning out, people are fatigued. You wake out of your bed, you have your coffee, you get on your early morning conference call because, of course, Europe. And then, um, and then you just uh, look at your yourself 12 hours later, completely depleted and devoid of energy and uh, wondering what happened to your day, what happened to your life. So, uh, yeah, so you're so right, Garo, sorry for interruption. You start your day with a, with a mug of coffee in your hand and um, you click either on Zoom or you click on Skype or you're clipping on, clip, clicking on Microsoft Teams or anything else where you're connecting remotely with, with other people who are in different state of mind and their stress levels or efficiency level or thought process very different which you can't see from the facial reactions. You can't have that small talk to warm up for the meeting or for a creative or productive session. It's a very harsh working environment. It, you know, it used to be people said, and you remember, Mahesh, uh, over the last few decades of, uh, of office design, there's been a lot of variants. There were the big offices, then there were cubicles, and then people decided cubicle farms were evil. And so open offices, open plan offices with, uh, for, you know, foosball tables. And then, and now remote work. These fashions have come and gone, and invariably, once you let the fashion settle down, you realize that, well, this isn't that great either. There's something wrong with it. And remote work and globally distributed work and work from home has its advantages, of course. So does, you know, cubicles and so do offices, so do open plan offices. All of these have advantages, but there's a significant uh, downside that you need to be aware of. And if you don't counter for those downsides, the harsh environment of working from home can be very deleterious for medium and long-term um, personal uh, health as well as, of course, you know, professional productivity. And I'd like to talk to you about those today. Very nice. And, you know, just to share some statistics again, see, we used to have this concept of working from home. Um, U.S., uh, for that uh, reason, because of service industry and many other things, had. But it was only almost 31% of U.S. workforce, as per one of the poll by Gallup, Pre-pandemic, before the pandemic, uh, 31% had worked from home. But by the beginning of April, when this whole thing started, it almost rose to double. So uh, almost 62% in U.S. itself working from home. It can be taken in two different ways. That, well, yeah, one is many more jobs could have been done from home and uh, now they are being done. Right, but at the yeah. same same time, when you have, when you are working from home, uh, there is an employee side of it, and there is an employer side of it. You know, if on on the employer employer side, if if the push manager, for an example, and and he is looking at that, how do I how do I uh, know that people are working from home, and and they won't be watching their most popular uh, soap or something else or Netflix or whatever you call. Uh, it, it's this not probably the danger, uh, which which you can see in this twelve weeks of mass working from home. Uh, the real danger could be the physical separation between work and rest of the life. Uh, it may happen, and it is happening, that people won't stop working. All right, that that may risk burnout, which may have a higher cost 
than many of the worries the organizations may have. Yeah, the old fear that uh, the people have that their employees, if they're not under their nose right now at this moment, they're probably slacking off. Uh, those worries have given way to the opposite side where um, you're, you're hoping that your employees for some part of their day are going to turn their Slack off. Slack being the ubiquitous uh, the working app where you, you have shared instant messages with your colleagues. And people have got used to being on 24-7. Yes. And most of the people are. And, and especially if, if people are because they don't want to miss out. They want to be seen as as uh, as slacking, so they they are probably responding to emails inst- instantly. They are skipping the routines of let's say a break or or anything which you needed in between, and and they are constantly on it. In and uh, yeah. as as far as uh, you can talk to the doctors, the long hours with no breaks are pretty closely uh, linked to burnouts and. Uh, and there were polls, there are a lot of polls which have happened on burnout, that uh, burnout employees are two and a half times or more likely to be actively seeking a different job. So you have a chance of somebody looking for a job, he may be your best worker. But because of the environment he is in, or he or she is in, and which is leading to the burnout, now you are looking at best of your employee looking for other opportunity. You know, And uh, also there is another linkage to people taking sick day. What they say is there is a mm-hmm. more than uh, two third or close to two third or rather sixty more than sixty percent chance uh, for somebody who's going through burnout to take a sick day. So that those boundaries sure. between between the two can drive you to to get you in that direction, which is not good for the organization at all. You know. So what we will right. do, what we will do is, uh, Gaurav, uh, we will now take a short break. After the break, when we start, let's look at what are the good parts of it, which people can build on. And on the other side, you know, um, uh, towards getting your mental health, the, the exercise side, the spirituality, the mental side, how, would one, how should one balance it, you know, to, to go away from maybe a gloom created by the constant Zoom or Skype or Teams or whatever it comes with. All right. So sure. let's take a short break and we'll continue after that. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. From the boardroom to you... 
Voice America Business Network. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And uh, I have with me... Uh, Gaurav Rasogi from California. We are talking about how our life is going in today's work from home environment, which is Zoom, and maybe you can add Doom <laughs> if you feel bad after working the whole day long hours. Burnout, if that's the case, is Doom. Otherwise, it's a boom or bloom if you can use it for creativity and uh, for uh, your own well-being. So, Gaurav, we, we, thank you for elaborating in the in the first session how the work environment has become now. Now, what should one do to deliver high performance efficiently while working from home, away from your colleagues, away from a work environment which kind of rejuvenates you or you drive energy from others, uh, and also at the same time, don't get into burnout mode. Uh, how do you plan? How do you keep yourself rejuvenating mentally? <clears throat> this is a great question. And in order to answer this, I'm going to uh, go into a little uh, detail into two questions. What is productivity? What does it mean to be productive? And the other question is, what is stress? And then we will look at the new normal of working from home and why stress should not be your new normal. So let's talk about productivity. What is productivity? When you look at modern workplaces, uh, we're not lifting uh, machines. Most of us are not. Um, uh, we're not uh, hauling coal out of a coal mine. We are doing professional work, so we're essentially sitting at a desk, uh, working on a computer, perhaps. So we're not physically lifting things. That so productivity cannot be measured in how many bales of cotton you've picked or how many uh, uh, blocks of coal you've uh, taken out. Then let's talk about. Computational productivity, is it computing things or measuring things? We have also outsourced that job to computers. So it's not to compute things that would be productive. What is productive really is uh, comes down to the most human of things, which is solving complex problems and influencing other people and directing them to do things in a particular manner. Whether you're influencing a client to buy from you, influencing your boss to pay attention to your strategy, influencing your team to listen to your approaches and try them out, or agree in a discussion with your team what the plan is and how to execute it. Those are things that we don't yet outsource to a computer. And you and I have had these conversations much earlier in these talks that some of these will go to go to computers. It's not a problem. But right now, productivity is not about lifting bales of cotton. It is not about computing things in a uh, spreadsheet. It is about solving complex problems, bringing order to a complex and variable, ever-variant uh, universe, and influencing other people. And these things are not to be measured in time. 
productivity for an, a writer can be in the quality of their ideas as well as number of words. Uh, productivity of a leader can be in the in the simplicity of their idea, the clarity of their vision, as well as their execution in which they inspire as well as cajole and chase other people into doing things for them. You're a CEO yourself, Mahesh, right? Your, your productivity is not in how many uh, widgets you have delivered to your client, that your team's productivity, but your productivity is is how you solve a problem that is going to happen six months from now, how you get large deals to be signed. All of these things are productivity. Now, here's the thing. We don't necessarily see our productivity in these terms yet. We use old words, we use old frames of reference, and we use the most measurable thing that's available to us, which is how long have I been doing this? For example, at work, I, I routinely, even this is before COVID-19, I would routinely see companies rewarding employees who did something last minute. You know, the guy who burns the last minute uh, sort of midnight oil to finish that proposal to send to a client. And you reward that sort of thing because, well, isn't that a great guy who's doing great work? But the truth is, uh, the guy who always gets his job done in time is probably more productive because they are able to do things cleanly and is able to review things and is not putting undue pressure on the system. Absolutely. So we have... Old You're so right. So we have old measures of productivity that are an overhang of the previous era of the industrial age. What is the new productivity? New productivity is in your ideas, is in your clarity, is in your ability to integrate or synthesize complex different perspectives and tell a new story. Uh, and be able to influence other people by building relationships, having a quid pro quo uh, type set, set up across wide networks of your uh, relationships. All that is productivity. But what we measure instead is how much time the guy spends, how much un, uh, you know, last minute time the person is spending in doing something. So what happens is what gets rewarded gets repeated. And so what's being rewarded? Long hours. What's being repeated? Longer hours. And as you can tell, one great idea in your business or one big deal or one one brilliant stroke of genius is better than hundreds of millions of, of, of really dull hours. Is it not? Absolutely. You know, the, you, you gave a very good example. The guy who's planned and methodical will tend to do things in time with a good quality. If you're doing it at the last minute, not that you're the champion. Probably you didn't know how to plan it, and uh, uh, and the quality of work can be suspect. Yeah. And uh, so this this problem with productivity um, is is at the the is at the core of the discussion we're having today, which is stress and burnout and work workforce productivity in a distributed manner. If, if Google and Facebook are saying everyone can work from home, it must be because they have figured out that uh, they didn't observe any major loss in productivity when people work from home. So sure, it may be that you're seeing that the idea economy, companies that thrive on ideas and creativity and independence are able to figure out how to work from home. But what, what about the other companies? Companies that 
should be valuing ideas, should be valuing debate, should be valuing good, open, clean discussions, but are unable to do any of that because of the work from home. And that lack of productivity is at the core. So when when an HR person looks at productivity, you know, the visible metric is how long have people been working. Another visible metric is how many reports have generated, how many widgets were made, how many things were shipped, right? But those metrics don't last very long. Uh, we've discussed this earlier. The curve of technology is so fast. The curve of change is so fast that old metrics are 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 not going to have much longevity. So let's come back to today's topic. So when we look at productivity in terms of working from home, you first have to ask yourself, what does it mean for me and my enterprise to be productive? Does it help for me to do review meetings all day? Because if you're all you're doing is review meetings, one after another, when does the actual work get done? And for that, what is your actual work? What is productivity in your case? So you have to ask this question and seriously consider the implication of the answer you receive because you will not trust the answer. Your answer might be, I want the best ideas wherever they come from. And I want the best ideas to be articulated in the most clean and crisp fashion. That does, it can work with work from home in a different kind of capability, rewarding a different kind of approach to work. Doing more managerial reviews is not helpful. Watching your employees 24-7 on Slack or Teams, Microsoft Teams, is not helpful because uh, they're doing what's what I would call, call productivity theater. They're doing all the external view of what productivity might be, but inside it's all fake. Now, why does that impact you at the workplace? There are several ways that the workplace is impacted. One, because employees know that they're only going through productivity theater. There is no meaning. There is no sense of satisfaction that they're deriving out of work. There's, you know, there's nothing that they feel good about. It's just productivity theater. You eventually realize that it's all empty and you run out of energy because people like meaning. People like to do things that satisfy them. So they run out of energy and that lack of energy means they're just checking into the productivity theater, but not not really being productive. And burnout is sure to follow. So that's the first thing I wanted to discuss, which is that a true understanding of productivity is important as you consider the future of work, at least for the next year or so, where the majority of your distributed workforce works from home. What does it mean for your teams and your individuals in your team to be productive. And that's a very good subject and, and a very nice point. Now, Gaurav, in, in context of work from home, or say remote work, uh, pre-pandemic, with 31% of the people had worked in US and that, and globally also many people had worked, that work from home and today's work from home is probably very, very different. That was not forced on organization or on employees by the circumstances. That was a business decision and that was with all things around you being normal. There were no undue stresses, pressures were there. Today, the whole globe, whole planet is almost literally, you can call it shelter in place. So this is, this has been done in a way 
the, the employees which are already working from home, fine, very good. The new work from home since pandemic is to isolate employees, to keep them safe, to keep their families safe, to keep their friends safe, keep office space safe, to, because we are all fighting a pandemic. And beyond that, if that was not good enough, because that was a major, major health disruption, and that impacts everybody directly, now there are social and economic issues. There's unrest, there have been protests. There is, and which also create an element of fear and uncertainty. You know, so any anybody, yeah, anybody doing remote work, work from home earlier, good environment. You know, the wife is working from home or her husband is working, the other guy is going to office and, and kids are going to school, they're playing in park, they're going out, everybody is eating out, their outlets uh, where you can have your emotional outset, you're meeting people, you're socializing, uh, there's a social safety net, uh, you are relaxing mentally. A lot of relaxation is happening, but now it is beyond remote. It is literally shelter in place. It is isolation, which is a requirement. And nobody can say it's not needed. But at the same time, I just want to relate something here. There was a huge search traffic on Google, I read somewhere, uh, after the remote setup started working in, in U.S., uh, a lot of companies went into work from home, into isolation, and those rest of the things started happening. And the subject was symptoms of anxiety. That hit an all-time high. So that shows that what is happening in the minds of people, you know. So office life also has its own stresses. But in, at home, if it's a normal situation, suppose you're working on like some of the companies as Friday work from home kind of stuff, there's some kind of excitement in the person that day, oh, I'm going to do this, this work from home, different environment. But at, at least they're socializing in the evening, playing their sports over the weekend, doing something. All are gone now. That's not available. So uh, what we will do, uh, Gaurav, we'll take a short break. I will come back to you on what you were starting to talk about. Let's take a short break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. Music 
This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And uh, we are in discussions with Gaurav Sogi on uh, uh, how is the work from home working? What is so different pre-pandemic and uh, during the pandemic, and how it's affecting productivity, uh, human, mental, physical health? Uh, Gaurav, uh, very good discussion last two sessions. Can you start a little bit from here? What are the stress levels which are building up because of this? Everybody in isolation, social restrictions, and 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 a uh, uh, little bit of negative news about uh, uh, health issues, some other uh, financial crises and other things which is happening. That uh, how, how should how should one cope with that? Yeah. Um, so the, there are several things uh, we're going to piece together. First is, what is the new normal? There's this overused term now, it's called new normal, which is things have now stabilized to a different kind of way where things are working. And so the question is, first question is, how is it different? And in the previous segment, you you said, look, we had the option to work from home. It was a privilege and people enjoyed doing it. And now uh, we have no choice but to work from home. And so as a teetotaler yogi, I would give you this analogy because I have no idea what it means. It's one thing to be a, uh, to drink socially, right? Where you, you go, you go out, you have a good time with your friends and the drink is just a way of lubricating the, the social interaction. So you enjoy it and you think, wouldn't that be the life where you could drink socially when you feel like? And then there's the other end of the life of being a drunk, walking around on the street, you know, falling all the time and then not being able to find your way home. That's the difference between occasionally being allowed to work from home, occasionally at the at your discretion working from home and in the other situation where you're essentially being forced to work from home. So let's talk about stress. Uh, first, we need to answer what is stress. We need to understand what is what. What does stress mean in the, in the con- con- current context or any context? Stress is a term that comes from physics. And um, Mesh, you and I went to the same engineering college, and I'm pretty sure the same antique lab was used to uh, for the tensile strength lab, where you could go in and you could put weights on a on a wire. And you keep putting weights until the wire begins to extend and eventually the wire extends so much that it uh, fractures and breaks. And so stress comes from that lab. Uh, it's literally the weight that you put on the la- on the wire in order to break it. And so in 1936, uh, some doctor noticed that the same response that uh, when people had work stress, uh, their performance continued to increase, increase, increase until a point after which it would plateau and then eventually decrease and the person would die of something, right? So, so stress it becomes a medical term from 1936 onwards. And we now know it as a stressor. It could be an external or internal stressor. So why is it that we're stressed out? working from home. What's happening in the modern envi- in the current environment this year that's leading to stress? There are three things that I like to point attention to. 
this is not the same thing as working from home occasionally. You're working from home all the time. Plus, you're encased in your, your workroom. So I like to think of it as three rhyming words, like you were making that poem earlier. It's Zoom and Doom in your workroom. Because essentially, you're sitting all day in your Zoom meetings, video meetings, as a proxy for being in office. And outside your window, outside your window, and on other windows on your own uh, computer, all you read is bad news. There's a doom all around. The unemployment news is terrible. The um, the pandemic, of course, news is terrible. The uh, social justice and civic uh, news is also terrible. And if you look at international relations, uh, that's not uh, exciting either. So it seems to me that there's terrible news all around. And so there's doom. And you're just sitting in your workroom and now you don't have access to your colleagues, you don't have access to your friends, you don't have access to a lot of the things that make workplaces enjoyable. So three things that have changed that I'd like to talk about. The first is rhythm. Your work rhythm has changed. Your people everywhere are reporting that they are, work, they are in quotes more productive because they're working longer hours. Despite uh, not having to commute to work, people have deployed their commute hours and then some to this route, this complete endless schedule of work. So we'll talk about rhythm. The second is outrage and the machinery that works to to outrage and drive fear around in us. That machinery is alive and well while we are dying inside. And the third thing is our natural human tendency to connect with each other has been disconnected, has been disorganized. And that's the third thing that's drawing us down. So this creates the sort of um, harsh working environment, which is leading to heightened levels of stress and higher propensity for fatigue and burnout. Are oh, you going to say that those random so interactions, when you have an, an, in office, suppose you're in office, you have random interaction with your employees and, you know, a small idea, a small conversation can generate uh, a big idea or it can give you a spark to some thought process, something like that. So ra- random interaction that, make you feel but good. Not, not e- even more random. Yeah, not that also, but not just that, just saying hello to someone in a lift, a yeah. complete stranger, opening the door for someone and them saying thank you, yeah. asking, hey, Bob, how you doing? How's your weekend? Yeah. Even as random stuff as that, just the human to human connection, that's been disrupted. Got it. So, um, so, so that's the, what's been changing for us, which is three things that have made the workplace a terrible, terrible workplace right now. Let's talk about the rhythm. Um, I, I'd like to bring out this quote from Anna, Annie Dillard, which I really like. The whole paragraph is beautiful, but I'll just read the first line, which is how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. And what the rest of the quote is beautiful, too, and you can put these words into Google and the whole thing will pop out. But the paragraph ends with each day is the same. So you remember the series afterward as a blurred and powerful pattern. This, you know, every day is long, but it's been four and a half months already of the pandemic. If you were a prisoner and you were doing those tally marks on the wall, one wall would be completely covered with tally marks by now because you'd have made 100 marks on it, right? So what's happening is every day is the same. 
and is every hour of every day is the same. Our rhythm has now been broken. Our everyday working rhythm used to be that you would get out of your house, uh, you know, you dress up, you, 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 you know, wear good clothes, you have your breakfast, you get out of your house, maybe go to a coffee shop, then get to office, get into work, say hello to your colleagues, meeting one, and then you bump into someone at the cooler, meeting two, bump into someone at the at the, at the copy, copy room, meeting three, lunch break, another meeting. So you see how your day was, your day had a schedule, a rhythm to it which was your in and out, in and out, in and out of meetings. What's happening now is it's an incessant rhythm. And it's a single beat, which is you're just meeting after meeting after meeting after meeting. And the result of that is you have no, no respite. Previously, just the act of driving for 10, 15 minutes or an hour to your office and back would be a buffer separating your personal life from your work life. That buffer has eroded. It's equivalent of your atmospheric layer of the earth, right? The earth has an atmosphere which protects us from harsh direct sunlight and heat and, and cosmic rays and so on, right? Whereas on Mars, that isn't the case. On the moon, that is not the case. So what's happened is our entire atmosphere has been eroded and now we're being directly exposed to the elements, a rhythm is very important for us and a rhythm has been completely broken. So what you can do to fix it, several things that you can do to fix it is first is buffer your schedule. Block your own time for your own time. Right. Uh, put in meetings with yourself. You're checking in with yourself and doing those truly important long range thinking and doing that you need to get done. Don't just attend meeting after meeting because you want to participate in productivity theater because you feel guilty about not being at, at the office. It's not working. Your, your productivity in a, in a bad, bad hour is maybe one hundredth of your productivity in a good, good hour. So giving 99 bad hours is not as good as giving one good hour. Therefore, don't flatline. Don't don't fill your rhythm with meetings. Buffer yourself and block your own schedule for your own your own self. Two, you have to, and I cannot emphasize this enough. You have to learn to meditate as a professional, because you're living in your head. Your head is filled with thoughts. You're not cleaning your head. You're not draining your head of all those weird thoughts. You have to be able to sit with yourself and think with clarity which requires a cessation of thought, which requires you to meditate. So you must learn to meditate. The third thing with your rhythm that you could do is really uh, find a soundtrack for the week or a peppy beat that you like. No, things that really um, appeal to your heart and make you feel good about your, um, your day. Uh, find a soundtrack. Use music as a buffer. You know, when people were in offices, especially open plan offices, you started seeing that those big, big beat style headphones with large ear pieces became popular. It wasn't that the music was better. Of course, the music was probably better, but it was more that it's a signaling device. Remember those, you know, red colored or purple? I'm wearing those fluorescent color um, uh, cables. They're a signal to your neighbor that you're currently occupied. Big headphones, colorful cables, 
you're letting people know that you're not to be disturbed. You're currently focusing. Now, when you're at workplace, no one cares if you're focusing. They're just going to block another meeting on your calendar. So find music, find time for yourself, and learn to meditate. That's the first thing with respect to the rhythm. We're going to talk about outrage hacking next, but I want to check in if you want to take a break. Yes, please. Uh, we will do that. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, you explained it very well, Gaurav. We'll take a short break and we'll continue outrage hacking after the break. Thank you. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You're listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We are talking uh, to our guest today, Mr. Gaurav Rastogi. Uh, very interesting first three sessions, Gaurav, uh, on what's happening with the future of work, which is uh, being performed by a lot of us sitting at home, working remote, a lot of global population. I'll, I'll let you continue from the interesting third session. Please go ahead, Gaurav. Sure. Now, we covered... Uh Zoom, which is all the meetings that you've put in. Let's talk about Doom now, which is uh, it doesn't matter what your perspective is, but outside your window and on your computer windows, it's Doom all around. And it's no surprise. Uh, machines and algorithms have become really good at figuring out what humans like and what humans respond to. And those algorithms are winning because they figured out that humans respond most to fear. It's not greed, it's not, uh, it may be greed, but fear more than greed, and certainly fear and greed more than anything else. And therefore, what are they serving? They're serving us what we want, which is more and more fear. And now a new term has emerged, which is doom doom scrolling which is you read some bad news and then you read some more bad news and you read some worse news and then you read some even more worse news and so on. And that becomes a habit. The algorithm is learning you. You are learning the algorithm. And you're both 
going down this slippery slope where everything looks like it's um, it's the end of the world as we know it. And so I like to think of it as, you know how there are, there's computer hacking? I like to think of it in reverse as outrage hacking. These computers and these politicians and marketers have figured out how to outrage us. Machines and machinations have figured out how to outrage us. And so the effect of that is we feel fearful. We feel angry. We feel like screaming at our neighbor. We feel, therefore, to retweet and comment on every angry thing that we want to say. And having done a little action of retweeting or making an angry face or a red face emoji or whatever it is that you're doing, we feel that we are done. We have been exhausted for the day. You're so right. Sorry for interruption, Garo. You're so right. So basically, if you look at it, when you have uh, impact on your mental health because of uh, the disruption or the current situation we are in all around us, health crisis, financial crisis, business crisis, all of it, some of the symptoms are feeling irritable. And that's what you mentioned. You feel irritable, a yeah. minor thing, and you find difficult to concentrate. Yeah. That's one of the reasons. You you can have difficulty in sleeping because yes. of that, a loss of appetite, and you may not be able to get things done which you otherwise used to get done very easily because it has impacted your, your capabilities. And also... It, it makes you lose your interest in things you usually enjoyed. So if you were enjoying music in the past, now because of this impact on you, which you don't feel, but you lost that uh, um, interest in what you used to enjoy. Sorry, I just wanted to chime in with these it, because you hit right there that you, you are responding to somebody in a very It's highly debilitating. Yeah. Yeah, it's highly debilitating and highly dehumanizing for all parties concerned. And uh, we've walked into ourselves into this algorithmic trap where algorithms don't know how to enhance the, you know, the loving, connecting, happy part of us. They, they only know how to enhance the really angry and bitter and irritable part of us. So it's, it's our, our fault that we've trained the algorithms and we are being trained by the algorithms in return. So the doom scrolling is terrible. I do want to put in a plug here, Mahesh, for my nonprofit. I do meditation workshops and stress management workshops for companies uh, where um, the reason I'm doing this is, again, having this conversation and teaching people the basic skills to to, uh, to meditate. And I have, you know, I've recorded meditations. We, these are um, freely available on the Internet on on uh, meditations to uh, to avoid the destructive impact of negative news. So it's called, um, there's a meditation on uh, the news cycle, which is how to affect, how to undo the effect of the news cycle. So anyway, if you, if your viewers and listeners uh, want information, they can, they can look me up under Akras Korak on YouTube. All right, let's talk about the third thing, because I know our time is coming to a, a pause now. Um, so first thing was rhythm. The second thing was outrage. The third thing that's wrong with the workplace right now in this permanent work from home situation is a lack of connection. So you remember the monkeys, Mahesh, uh, from our engineering college? Yeah, uh, those, mon- those monkeys will spend all day learning uh, higher engineering and uh, becoming PhDs and doctorates in mechanical engineering, of course, running the tensile strength lab. But also they would spend a majority of their day grooming each other. Just, uh, you know, growling at each other or grooming each other. Monkeys have a very distinct social order. And they keep track of each other's 
growling and grooming behavior. And humans are descended from some similar monkeys. We're not very distant from these monkeys and the family tree. And we're a very entirely social species. We work on human connection. And that human connection is severe, severed in, uh, in the work from home situation because, of course, we're in social isolation. But also, uh, we, we have become all work-like. So there are three things that, that are happening. One, uh, the video is, is actually reducing your ability to, to be natural. Right. Two, uh, we engage with each other uh, and we read each other's body language and videos are laggy. The audio is bad. There's too many people. There's a lot of noise. Sometimes mostly the videos are turned off now. So you can't read people's body language. You don't know how they're responding to you. You don't know what mood they came in on. You don't know how they're smiling or if a little, you know, smirk went through their face for a fraction of a second as somebody else was talking, all those tiny signals that we're used to reading as a human being, we have no access to those cues. We just have visual cues and or oral cues because we hear them or somebody sends an email and now we're reading far more body language into email than we should. So the, the, the human part of us, the, you know, our heart connects to other hearts. We're not able to read each other. And that's, uh, that's really bad. The second is the niceties, the opening the door for someone, saying hello to someone, you're looking nice, is that a new haircut? Or um, all of these things are just ways of being nice to each other. Grooming people, uh, and, and by grooming, of course, in monkeys, the grooming is you pick uh, nits off each other and eat them. But in humans, what is the grooming? It's listening to each other's stories. It's listening and remembering each other's uh, peculiarities. And uh, and that's, uh, that's very important. Monkeys spend a third of their time grooming. Organizations, managers, leaders spend a third of their time grooming their, pe- their people in their team. Grooming is very important. But when you're all business, all remote, where is that opportunity to groom people? You're on a group call. You don't have the ability to engage with people and say, hey, Gaurav, you sound a little down. Is everything okay? You don't do that because you just don't have the opportunity to ask. You don't have the opportunity to take long walks with people after lunch and say, hey, what's going on? Or should, you know, just think of dream big things. You don't have any of that. So the essential humanity of the workplace has been has been stolen away and it's been replaced by this harshness. You're very right because you're so right because these cues as you're giving animal example, you know, a lot of people are saying for the remote work, hey, we are your work clothes at home. Well, what was work clothes? It it was a cue to tell your brain it's time to get focused in work because you're going office, <laughs> so you are getting ready. Yeah, you know? yeah. This is just like any other uh, Where, wearing any other cue. You know, yeah, yeah. And, totally. And and, and yeah. it is and wearing it, work clothes is yeah. a cue to wear. Sorry. Yeah. Go on. And and that's what I said. Those are those those little routines that you had in our life, getting ready, going as you mentioned earlier, and uh, meeting people, as you rightly said. Those interactions, that was, uh, you know, exchange of ideas, thoughts, behaviors, seeing each other do. It, it was kind of a way of dealing with the stress. It was automatically supporting you to deal with the stress because you have people around you, you know. And as you rightly said, if you have... Yeah, I mean, Mahesh, you see of... 
I think you're CEO of your business, and and you know one thing is the thing that you're remote controlling your entire enterprise. But I can guarantee that being the person that I know you are, you probably enjoy being on the shop floor, being with the people, yeah, just walking the the you know the, around the factory. Yeah, wouldn't don't you get more energy from that than than you do by just giving orders based on a spreadsheet on email? Well, it's absolutely it's an energy multiplier. When you are at the place of things happening, when you pick up from others and they pick up from you and the group you do it, and it multiplies your energy and it builds on the thought process, it definitely uh, gives you a benefit there. So uh, now, uh, Gaurav, uh, thank you so much uh, for today's program. Uh, very informative. We are now coming to the end of it. Uh, so it looks like uh, we need to uh, be quite careful on what we make of uh, uh, work from home, as you rightly said, uh, you can get the future of work what you want or you want to make of it. And uh, that is a very nice statement by you because uh, it is up to you that how disciplined you are in marshalling your thoughts and disconnecting and taking some, some routine breaks to charge yourself and, and channel your thoughts, whether it is by meditating or by doing, listening to music or timing it and how you set your routine. Because the more important is not long hours, it is more of how you get things done, what is efficiency, what is the productivity while you're doing it. So thank you so much. And with any closing comment from you, we'll uh, like to uh, close the program today. I'd like to say we get the future of work we deserve. And I think we deserve better. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you. Great talking to you, Gaurav. Uh, thank you. You've been listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a good week.